0: Alright, let's say worst thing comes to worst, I fucking die a tragic death or some shit and I'm not able to see out my dreams. I at least want to know that the kids perceived my message and were able to make something of themselves and able to take my message and use it and turn it into something positive and to... Alright, so that's basically the gist of that. Um, That is exactly why I am pissed off about this whole thing. Whether we agree with this kid being a leader or not, whether we agree that he should be the messenger of all of this positive energy and all of this enlightenment and spirituality, whether we agree that he was the right guy to be that figurehead for these kids, he was. And you can look at the numbers and the amount of kids that were listening to him and following him and inspired by him. There was a lot, there is to this now still, you, we clearly see it, um, a lot of kids that are inspired and influenced and these kids are teenagers and they're impressionable and they lost somebody, they lost their leader. And that fucking sucks and that can be discouraging to a lot of kids that um, if they were following somebody like this, then you're already kind of in a space where you might either be depressed or you're um, emotionally unstable. You have, might have a mental health issue. That's kind of the the area of kids that he's speaking to. And that's a pretty wide demographic at this point in uh, the climate of our society, unfortunately. And um, this kid was kind of the voice for that. I think that... Um, there was obviously a lot of contradictions in his behavior. There was obviously a lot of inconsistency in his messaging. This kid clearly had some mental health issues of his own. First of all, I don't think I said RIP off of rip. Um R.I.P. XXX and Tassion at the end of the day. Whether I agree with his shit or not, whether I whether I think that the shit that he was accused of was disgusting or not, nothing warrants death um in that capacity. So um, let me just get let me just get that out of the way before I sound insensitive during this whole thing and my sentiment RIP XXX Tentacion. Um but yeah the reason why I'm mad is not because of me and my um relationship with this kid not because I thought he made good music which he did he did make pretty good music. Um, I reviewed it on here I always thought it was worth checking out. I thought he was real versatile. Um, he was kind of choppy and all over the place and, um, never really followed through with complete, um, a certain sonic direction. Nothing was necessarily cohesive, but, um, there was, there was flashes of brilliance in his music for sure. Um, and he was only 20 years old and he continued to grow. And I think that he would have turned out to be, um, a staple artist in this game, and his cult following was only going to continue to grow as his fan base got older and as his fan base passed him on to um, the next generation coming up. And now I think his catalog will live forever and he's officially become a legacy act. That is what happens when rappers die. But that is not why I am mad. I'm not mad because of his legacy and my relationship with his music and my relationship with his messaging. I am not inspired by his messaging. I was not motivated by him. I did not look at him as someone like, okay, he's going through it. I could get none of that. None of that um Rappers haven't inspired me for years, but they used to. So I know and I understand where kids are coming from when they're when they're in this super impressionable and fragile state of their teenage years, and they need someone like this kid to um to guide them in a certain way. Whether he should be the one guiding them or not, this is the only person a lot of these kids would listen to, and they just lost him. And I can only imagine if I lost the people that uh, if I lost the rappers back then, I might I might have went haywire. I might have just lost it, because it's like, damn, this is the one person that was talking to me, and now he's gone, and he's gone over some bullshit. Like, I don't think that this will... I mean, um, there hasn't been enough information about this yet. It it was yesterday, but as far as I'm concerned, this kid wasn't in the streets like that. This kid wasn't a gangster. This kid wasn't a gangbanger. He was... um, he was an emo artist sitting in his room uh crafting poems you know he wasn't he wasn't necessarily uh a troublemaker in the sense of violence i think he got in a couple fights but it was it was never guns or nothing like that nothing super negative in that way um outside of the domestic abuse allegations that's a whole other thing but to warrant this to be killed in a drive-by shooting to be robbed it seems like a very random act of gun violence it seems like a hater it seems like one of these clout chasing chain snatching dudes on instagram that are just doing this for whatever um cultural purpose it is whatever satisfaction they get in their neighborhoods i think this was miami or delray beach one of those uh Southern Southern Florida Florida areas where it's just it's just kind of messy down there, and um, he's a target. He was in at BMW I eight or whatever. That's gonna that's that's the other part that makes me sick is like what he died over. Like it's one thing if you get shot in beef if you get shot and you're antagonizing somebody like Takashi six nine dies and I'm gonna I'm gonna feel for him. And I'm going to feel for the situation, but it's not as bad as this where it's random and it's like the guy and the guy was just trying to get his chain or whatever the fuck, man, that just makes me sick. Life is life is too valuable for something, something that minimal to um, take this kid and impact that many people's lives. Um, Let me let me just try to segue and pivot out of that and say um, R.I.P. Jimmy Wopo. For those that don't know about Jimmy Wopo, man, um, up and coming, up and coming rapper out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, man, this kid, um, this kid was all over my TL probably since last year, I think, uh, shout out the Daily Loud, the Daily Loud um, is a Pittsburgh hip hop blog platform that I've been following since the beginning of time, since like they're posting Mac Miller and uh wiz khalifa and all that all that uh up and coming up and coming pittsburgh shit when i noticed that pittsburgh was happening he was the next dude he was the next sound he was the next wave he was the next energy out of pittsburgh it was obvious everyone knew it he kind of followed this um this um gang banging clout rapper kind of lean sipping narrative that's been working in this climate instead of um, what we were used to out of pittsburgh he was different and I was like damn this kid's really gonna work and he has the whole city behind him So I was like it's only a matter of time before this kid blows if he could stay out of jail if he could stay out of trouble And um here we are man he got he got shot in a double homicide He was pronounced dead a little bit after XXX Tentacion. So we lost two kids in hip-hop yesterday Um it's crazy man as I was just starting to get really hyped about the space that we're in in hip-hop the um how positive the climate is i mean we just got an incredible album from j rock nas and hove are still dropping albums in their 40s and it's just like damn like look at look at how far this shit has come look at how positive this shit is going and then and then this shit happens to i guess, i guess it provides balance right i mean this shit this shit is fucked up man the the timing of it is all crazy the timing of um, xxx tentacion planning a charity event this weekend and posting all these inspirational ig videos and kind of essentially forecasting his death um that is basically what i meant to get into why all these conspiracy theories are starting of why he is still alive please do not do that the police pronounced him dead in florida the police are not playing into your conspiracy theories they do not give a fuck about the rapper's legacy they need to pronounce him dead in the homicide they need to find the killer Please do not buy into this if you are an Tentacion fan or are you one of these people that are following the bullshit conspiracy theories. Just don't. Just be sensitive to the dude's death. Let's carry on. Let's mourn if you feel like you have to. And we'll keep it pushing. And just hope hope that his legacy could remain Because all that bullshit about Tupac still being alive Used to linger with me for a while when I was a kid When I was like 8 or 9 years old And I'm on YouTube looking up these conspiracy videos And I had this optimism, this false optimism And this delusion that Tupac might still be alive And it really fucked with me for years And it would give me the creeps And when I listened to Tupac it kind of gave me this like empty Could he still be out there kind of feeling And I don't want kids to have that I don't, want, I don't want kids to feel like Damn maybe he could still be out there Let's go to fucking Cuba and find him You know it's like please just dead it he's, he's gone it sucks it's terrible It's tragic like I can see how you think That like damn like how is this even possible How could we lose him But um yeah man the kid The kid's gone Kid's gone. Don't look at all these videos like, oh, he doesn't even have blood on him. He doesn't... But the, the tattoos aren't even right. Like, just as easily as it could have been Photoshopped to look one way, it could get Photoshopped to look the other way. You can't go off of these videos. You can't go off of these pictures. You can go off of what the police are saying because they do not give a fuck about hip-hop narratives when they are reporting deaths in their counties and in their cities. So, so, dead it. Um... I'm gonna get into this Hov and B album. I'm gonna get into the Nas album as promised. Uh, let me punch back in with a couple sound bites. Escobar season begins. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's Escobar season. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little underwhelmed. I'm a little disappointed. Um, this Nas Nazir shit, man, it just might not be it. This might just not be the one, and um, that's okay. This isn't the first time Nas has missed or underwhelmed us or not really delivered on any hype. Um, Nas has um, missed on albums overall in his prime. So um I expect I do expect him to bounce back from this. I do expect this to not necessarily be a chink in his armor because it's not trash. That's a thing. There will never be a trash Nas album. He's too good at rapping. He's too good at the mechanical skill of emceeing to give us a trash rap album. At the end of the day, he's rapping his ass off here. There's just so many other things that need to click, so many other things that need to gel to get a really good Nas album. Um, His last effort, Life is Good, was one of those albums where everything clicked from how far he was ranging with his pen from personal narrative to um, to t- being socially conscious and speaking on what was going on in the world culturally to um, addressing the state of hip hop to um, to the of course the the lavishness and the and the um, flexing and the stunts, if you will, all of it was there it was um, I believe it was eighteen tracks if we include the bonus joints. Uh, it was a complete project. it was what it was what we 'd come to expect from nas and being that we we got the announcement that the NAS album was done two years ago, being that we had this um, polarizing artwork to um, to look at before the album dropped, being that it 's produced by Kanye West being that he has this giant listening party, um, the hype was all there the hype was all there for this thing. Um, and it just didn't meet those expectations. Maybe it's my fault for setting those expectations. I think that Nas warrants those expectations and, um, and it was, and it was valid to have them. Um, a couple things just went wrong. A couple things miscalculated. I think, um, first of all, to start out with the rollout was botched, um, I heard most of the songs in little mini clips on Twitter before I even got to experience the full project um for, for my actual sit down headphone listening pleasure like how I would like to listen to Nas um it didn't drop the night of um it didn't drop Thursday night going into Friday it dropped I believe Friday midday when I wasn't really in the zone to listen to it um, had it dropped at 12 o'clock on the dot on Friday. I might have had a different experience I might have had a different experience entirely with the j-rock project though. So maybe this is a good thing but um this ain't it man this is this really isn't the one overall there's definitely some moments there's definitely some highlights there's definitely some takeaways and definitely flashes of the brilliance that is nas and the brilliance that is kanye west but overall as a complete cohesive body of work i'm not really rolling um my distaste off of rip with kanye producing the whole thing um, was a fear and it was a fear that came to fruition on track two when kanye comes in on a song called cop shot the kid now kanye i'm guessing is probably the one that dug up the well i guess it didn't take much digging to dig up the um slick rick children's story sample the cop shot the kid cop shot the kid like that's that's a brilliant idea the way it works with that beat is compelling and it's and it's um And it gets the message off RIP before Nas even spits a bar. Um, I didn't want to hear Kanye rap on this song. I didn't need that Kanye verse. This thing is um, 230, and I could have just used straight Nas on it. Um, That's a song that had a lot of potential that just wasn't executed properly. Um, The more lavish song... I think the better songs are actually the songs where he strays away from the socially conscious efforts. I think that the socially conscious tracks... While they are lyrical and mechanically he's rapping well, the references to um, culture are a little, a little lazy and unexplored. I think that Nas could have done a better job of really um, kind of just researching what's going on and kind of just um, being the voice that we expect out of him. I think that he, he's an educator. He's someone that we look, look for to drop knowledge. And there wasn't really that many lines that really made me think Like, he usually does. Not that many lines that really made me me be like, like, damn, I never looked at it like that, you know? And that's kind of what I expect out of Nas. But, um... With that being said, good raps at the end of the day. I don't think that him and Kanye had a lot of chemistry. I think it's impossible for Kanye to have that much chemistry with this many people in that short amount of time. You go from Pusha T to Kid Cudi to to to, to Tiana Taylor to Nas. It's like you're kind of and in the meantime you're on this press run where you're saying slavery is a choice. You're just you're conflicting too much. You're step you're stepping on your your own toes and you're crossing too many paths. Um, crossing too many lines rather. So this this thing um is actually kind of underwhelming production from Kanye. I think that uh he kind of tried to go over the top in too many areas, and Nas was forced to um try and compensate his flow too much. A lot of it was too slowed down. It was it didn't seem catered to Nas well enough. I think that um. As opposed to an album like Life is Good, where he was able to handpick the beats, work with producers he was working with his whole life, and um, and really just um, selected from the right batch. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, this has already been too long for me to just really, in an in elaborate way, say this shit ain't it. So, I'm gonna get into this Hov and B shit, and that is kind of it on the low. Hey. Somehow, somehow they managed to make something so adorable so hard, to find that balance, to find that thread, to find that median, to be able to um, incorporate kind of both audiences, both angles, both narratives, and to string it together into their own personal everything is love project between this couple between this married couple is just so impressive i doubted it i was like there's just not enough common ground sonically and conceptually for these two to make a full album together i think we always knew it was gonna happen um With them touring together, with them being in the studio together, with them not wanting to leave their kids, it just makes too much sense for them not to do this, for them uh, to have it on title, and just to have this moment together. They should have done this. I just always doubted that it was going to be good. I thought that there might have been one or two records that popped off because either it it satisfied the Jay-Z itch, or it satisfied the Beyonce itch. None of these songs are really necessarily it's not like, oh, this one's the Jay-Z song featuring Beyonce. This one's the Beyonce song featuring Jay-Z. This is actually a meshed together album. This is actually a um a collaboration album. This is Watch the Throne a Jace. And um it's clear it's clear that they brought in a very modernized approach. It's clear that this was probably recorded as of late. Um they're on tour together right now. This could have even been recorded on tour. Um just just how modernized the flows are, how modernized the beats are, even getting ad libs from the Migos, you're getting nav um writing lyrics for Beyonce. I mean, this thing is um it's very 2018 of hove to do the references i think that hove is his style of rapping and his way of flexing and stunning translates so well to the internet but he's been doing this his whole career like the way you kind of decode the lyrics and it's like, oh, you made the Puma reference and then the Puma announcement comes right after it and just kind of that excitement of like, wow, he's the man. That reference was crazy in the light. Now that you look at what he's done since, he's always kind of forecasted or alluded to or um, foreshadowed rather um, His his business and aligned it within the raps and aligned it within the stunts. There's a craft and there's a art to the flex. And Hove has mastered that for over twenty years. No one will ever be better. Uh, Hove has mastered the craft of the subtle, um, subliminal diss. Um, Hove has mastered a lot of. Uh, There's the just the ability to stay in the pocket on any beat. He doesn't compensate his flow. He doesn't try and go. He doesn't. He never reaches on a melody or a cadence that he isn't comfortable with using his voice. He'll just talk. It in doubt. He'll just have the. Uh, engineer just strim off an instrument let me find my pocket let me talk my shit if it's a if it's a beyonce heavy song he might be at the end of the shit and just get his shit off at the end um but man for the for the most part i can't i can't really find a miss um there's not too much songs to replay value for me personally i think the song that i just played 713 the beat is so hard I'm probably going to end up listening to that Ho floated on nice um shit man this this shit is tough I like how I like how they get um more sentimental and more emotional with each other and more emotional um about each other's narratives like towards the end of the project the beginning of the project is more the hype shit um they could probably perform this shit straight through 1 through 9 on the tour it's probably going to fit in really well with what they're doing this is, um, this is pretty much a moment, man, um, J-Rock drops an incredible album, Nas drops an album, uh, Kanye's been dropping shit, um, this Pusha T Drake shit has been going on, and Hov and Beyonce find a way to, um, be the topic of discussion through all of it, man, so, um, shout out to them, they're the fucking goats, this, this album is really fucking good, well done.